What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Behind the Back podcast presented by Top Shelf Lags. I'm your host, Ryan Holsbus, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Willie Keating. On today's show, we are going to be reviewing some of the rules of the PLL, recapping some of the biggest news from the weekend in college lacrosse, focusing mainly in our loaded senior class, and we will be giving our take on PLL stats, something that the league rolled out last week. If you are new to the show, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening to us on. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Audioboom. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TopShelfLags underscore. And to check out our website at TopShelfLagsMedia.Wixsite.com slash TopShelf. So, well, we're back. We're back. We're, we're back. back for another and show. we're coming at you guys live with a uh, brand new segment of the show. This is going to be the Cup Check Fact of the Day. And... Uh, Today's fact is that last year's game, Chaos vs. Atlas, Week 2, Sunday night game at the Red Bull Arena, was the most watched pro outdoors game in lacrosse sports history. Miles Thompson, Connor Fields, and Drake Fricaro each had five points in that game, which means it helped was a chaos, great game. Helped Chaos win 18-13 win. There we go. And then I know for a fact that that, game, that, that record will be broken this I'm surprised, year. I'm surprised one of the playoff games, or even the championship, wasn't, yeah, wasn't I mean, more maybe, watched. Maybe it was just a... Bunch of people. This was this was one of the NBC first sports. games on NBC. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So that could factor into it. So, but I I I, I, I would I get a imagine that, that we're, we're going to break that record. Here. Yeah, I'd imagine we're going to break that record. I'd imagine maybe calls across this coming season we could see a possible when we get to championship weekend. Yeah, and then we get pro, back to pro outdoor game. Pro outdoor game. We went into yeah. that part. Pro outdoor game. I I yeah. Yeah. We're going to break it this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to help them break it this season. Yeah, we're going to help them break it, that's for sure. All right, coming at you guys live with uh, first thing. we got some sad news. Chrome defender Joe Fletcher announced his retirement this week. He was a 2018 gold medalist, Team USA, 2014 T. Wharton finalist, 2015 Defensive Player of the Year in the MLL, three-time pro all-star, two-time all-pro. This is just another major need now that Chrome needs to fill. Mm-hmm. They, gave them, they were, you know... At the top of the board, when it, in terms of goals allowed, they were at the top of the, those rankings. So that mm-hmm. the, I don't know if they would have let Chris Sabia go if, if they yeah you know, if they knew that this, this was is just coming. another hurdle that they now need to yeah. face. And I I think kind of stinks for them. Yeah, it does stink for them. <laughs> but Joe Fletcher, fantastic player um, throughout his career. Yeah, good for him. And yeah, I mean, a lot of good accolades to absolutely to, to say the least. But um, yeah. So the sad news coming in, and then um, that's just your PLL news for the day. And let's then, move on. Let's move yeah. on to the rules. We want to talk about some of the rules for the league because it, it's different from college. It's different from the MLL. It's different from high school, obviously. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start off. So the field, it's ten yards shorter than a regular field, but they take that last we were saying in the last show, and it helps a lot in transitioning with the faceoff yeah. game. They took the ten yards that they subtracted in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. So that makes transition so much quicker, fast-paced, a lot more breakaways. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great way to add to the game, make it more fast-paced. It's obviously a shorter field, but that just makes games even more fun to watch, I think. I think the lacrosse is meant to be played on a pretty pretty not not a huge field, but it's got to be fast-paced. You don't want to some of the college cross games I find myself getting bored with cuz they're played on such massive like fields there's so much open space on the field you know I mean it's like I feel like 10 yards shorter in the middle has definitely been something awesome for the league is this is this something that we think college should maybe look into 
Maybe in changing their rules? I don't think so. I think that it's just college across is different. They're more playing for the for the fun of it and their school rather than bringing viewers and yeah. But I um if I don't see college cross changing that in the future, but I think it's a it's a fun it's definitely a fun rule for the PLL. And then um one of my one of my favorite rules is the fifteen yard two point uh, arc. This Many. is subtracted by one. College does not have a any kind of two point no. arc. In the MLL, they had I believe a sixteen yard two point arc. Yeah. So they brought that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mean this is this is great. We see Mike Chaninchuk had like twelve two point goals yeah. for for Whip Snakes, which is awesome. We saw a lot of um, poles in transition. Mm-hmm. Showing off what they can do, shoot like the you know defenders. They're not just playing defense; they can do yeah. it all. And I I think it's it's fantastic for the game. It makes it more interesting, mm-hmm. as you were saying before. It's um, fun. I mean, if you're absolutely, you can totally change the momentum of the game if you score a two pointer. If you're down by four goals, yeah, and you get a two pointer, now you now you're right back in the game. Yeah, for sure. It it just changes how you know how you game plan. I think. Yeah, it's um. I think it's it's personally my favorite addition to the league, and that's and it's made it's made it fun. You know, it's like Absolutely. it's a lot it's a lot of fun to watch. It's it's also fun to watch some of the goals. You know, it is fun to watch the goals. We get uh, some of these guys like uh, Newman coming down and just mm-hmm. loaded up for like. I mean, he's he's not even, he's probably it's, like four yards out for he's at like nineteen twenty yards. He's just loaded up. It's athleticism. Some of these that's, guys, that's, absolutely, that's for sure. And then. Um, Next rule we're going on to is the 52-point shot clock, which I love. I mean, this it keeps the game going. Who wants to watch passes all day? We see um, – I mean, it just it just makes the offenses go faster. We saw mm-hmm. – I mean, Kyle's across. They used to have where the officials would, would initiate the shot clock mm-hmm. in the middle of a possession. Now they have their own shot clock. Mm-hmm. I just think that's where the league is headed. Um, the MLL has a shot clock. They've, they've, I believe they've always had the shot clock. Yeah. But I think this is just, you know, it keep, it keeps the game moving. It keeps possessions going. I mean, mm. imagine if basketball didn't have a 24-second yeah. shot clock. Exactly. In the NBA, it just That'd like be terrible. It's like high school basketball. They don't have a it, shot like clock. Like off, you know, it, it, it stalls offenses. Offenses, you know, late in games can stall. Yeah. And I, I just don't you think you got to be able to strategize. Yeah. And I think all every single one of these rules. Adds to a quicker pace across games. Absolutely, it makes the games uh, move a lot faster. Changes up the field a lot. Uh, and neither the best part is is that neither of these rules like really benefit one side of the ball or the other. It just simply just they're just implied to make the game move faster, which I love. I think, and I think it's definitely I, why this league is going to thrive. I, I agree with you. I I think if you're going to say this benefits anybody. I think it benefits the face-off guys. Yeah. Because if you want a face-off, you know, you snap your fingers and you're, yeah, on, you're offense. on offense. It's, yeah, I think this definitely benefits these guys, and especially if they win, if a guy like, we see it a lot in college with, uh, with uh, T.D. Irwin, he wins a face-off mm-hmm. and just gets right down the field. I mean, he, he could thrive when, when he brings it to the PLL game. Mm-hmm. We see it a lot with Trevor Baptiste. Wins a fa- I mean, in the PLL, we see it with Trevor Baptiste. Wins a face-off and... He's immediately taking shots on goal. Joe Nardella wins mm-hmm. the faceoff, you know, gets the ground ball clean, and he's which taking is, a shot on goal. It's like like in seconds, which is great because I mean, I who doesn't want to see that? You know, who mm-hmm. wants to who wants to see a tra- thirty second transition when you can see a ten second one? Absolutely. You know, it's like it's um, it just makes the game faster. It adds the excitement. It. Oh yeah, for sure. And for sure. I just there's I think there's stuff that that they can. 
they can work on. I think there's other other things we other can incorporate, rules, yeah. other rules we can incorporate. But I think what we got right now is is perfect. It's great. I um, I honestly think that there's a, a, that the game can grow and expand, and they're gonna add a bunch of rules in the future. And I'm excited to see what they add based on the rules that are already implemented. I love it. Let's move on to some college draft news because we're in the off season, and I mean college lacrosse right now is is. So much fun to watch. Phenomenal. So much fun to break down. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at these these top names of our seniors. Michael Sowers is – he might be locking up his case for the number one pick. I agree. I agree. He might be – I mean, he's one of the top names that we're considering. We're going to get to his, his stat line in a sec, but possibility, I think it's there. He was recruited in 2013 to Princeton by Archer's head coach, Chris Bates. He owns the top pick. There's a lot of talk that Copeland might try to trade up for the, for the first. Well, he, yeah, he'd have you know that yeah. mean Bates would have to trade his first. Old, I mean that that's just kind of just a just a assumption. I mean, just the back and forth yeah. going on. Yeah. Some other news that maybe not as good as you know Sowers just dominating college cross. UVA midfielder Dox Aiken has committed to play football at Villanova for next fall, hmm. putting his availability for the PLL in question. We also see in this with uh, JT Giles-Harris from Duke, Jared Bernhardt from Maryland. They plan to pursue a fifth year for football. Giles-Harris, as we were talking about in our last show, was on the Jaguars practice squad mm-hmm. on and off. Um, we could see them in the league maybe a little bit. And the, the question is going to be, do teams in this college draft take a chance on these guys? We saw with the first pick in last year's draft, Chris Bates, who has this year's first overall pick, took a chance on um, – Pat Spencer, he didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. Do, does a team take a chance and just say, "Hey, I like it's too, I don't I, for the future, we'll, per, we'll take these guys." But personally, I don't think that they should take a chance on them. Football is just such a college football, especially such a like time, time consuming, uh, and it it really takes a toll on your body. I mean, absolutely I, the work constant workouts like every day in the off season. It's a lot, and I mean, it's um, good luck to these guys. I'm on planning to pursue a career in football, good for them. It's awesome. But um, I, I think it's too tough to be a football player in college and be able to devote time yeah, to, devote time to any goals. time at all to the PLL. Which I is, think, especially with, if, if we didn't have an expansion draft, I think we could say, I think you could take a chance on one of these guys mm-hmm. if the expansion draft didn't happen. Since I the agree. expansion draft happened and some teams like the Whipsnakes – are the Whipsnakes going to go and, and draft Dox Aiken? They just lost two midfielders and two attackmen, and now you draft a guy that might not play. Yeah. A guy that you probably need. If you're going to take it, I mean, Dox Aiken if, if would probably be, I mean, they could probably get him at the end of the first round where they are at seven. I just, I don't think it, it's worth the risk. No, I don't either. I don't think it's worth the risk. Either. I don't either. I don't either. Let's go over some quick college scores and what our seniors did over the weekend. Jeff T. Played two games. He had a game on Friday against Towson. It was a 17-10 win for Cornell. He had a goal and an assist. And then on Sunday, Cornell played high point in a 21-11 win. And he scored three goals and had four assists. The stat line he was probably going for was there. Yeah. Not the goal and assist against Mm -hmm. Towson. But in total, four goals, five assists on the weekend for Jeff Teat. Ryan Tarafenko for Ohio State had a goal and three ground balls in their 15-11 win over Bucknell. Ethan Walker had a goal and two assists in Denver's 16-3 win over St. Bonaventure on Saturday. 
And then Denver played again on Sunday, a 10-6 win over Cleveland State. He scored a goal and had two assists in that one. Uh, Matt DeLuca held Monmouth to just two goals in Delaware to an 11-2 win. Matt DeLuca, one of our yeah, top goalies. Top goalie He's playing prospects. phenomenal. Yep, for sure. Two goals, it's awesome. Uh, Kyle Gallagher won 17-29 faceoffs and scored a goal to help Penn upset Duke 14-11. Princeton upset number two Virginia sixteen to twelve on a four goals and four assists from Michael Sowers. This is, Again, what, we, this is what we were talking, talking about, about Michael earlier. Sowers. I mean, he's averaging eleven points over Princeton's first three games. That's eleven incredible. points, and you just helped. The thing with Princeton really, I mean, it's really them gaining, I guess, relevance mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. They don't have that statement win. They almost no. beat Virginia last season. But coming in, I mean, beating Virginia, the defending champs, I'm, this is huge. Yeah. And Sowers is, is just phenomenal. He's, he's doing, doing it all. Doing it all. Yeah. He's changing direction, his explosiveness into dodges. I mean, he's he's dodging from X where he usually plays, but then he goes to the wing, he moves up top. This just shows, I mean, how flexible he is as a player. Yeah. And you transition that to the PLL game, I think there's just so many more opportunities and so much – more things that you can open up for yeah, him as, as, a, as an for athlete. For sure, for sure. And I, like you said earlier, um, Princeton, um, Michael Sowers was dra- uh, recruited recruited by Archer's head coach, Chris Bates. And I think that that, um, that states his case again for being the number one pick in the draft. Michael we'll Sowers, see. a guy that can score goals and dish off crazy assists. Yeah. Put him next to Marcus Holman and Will Manny, who combined for, I believe, the most goals in the league. We would have to fact check that, but they at least up there. Oh, they yeah. were two of the top goal scorers last season. You add him there, I, this offense could be lethal. Stellar, that's for sure. And then just to add to that game, Doc Aiken had two goals for Virginia, and Krause added two goals and two assists. Yep. And we're going biggest game of the weekend was. Number three, Yale beating number one, Penn State, 12 to 10. This was Phenomenal a great game. game. Two of the best teams in the country. Um, this, I hope this isn't the first time that we, or the last time, I should say, that we see them. I don't I'm think expecting it will both be. these these teams to be playing in championship I agree. weekend. Um, but a phenomenal game. Grant Ament, he had a goal and five assists. Mac O'Keefe added two goals. Ament, with his goal, he broke the Big Ten points record. He now has 260 career, uh, 267 career points in counting. It was formerly owned by Terry Jordan, who plays who played for Johns Hopkins from 1992 to 1995. He uh, Riordan also owns the goals record, which O'Keefe is three goals away from breaking. So mm. we can maybe expect that in Penn State's next game. Yeah, and another interesting stat is that Yale had 11 failed clears, and they can credit that honestly all to the Penn State's attack and their rides. O'Keefe had three turnovers, one led straight to a goal. Yeah, O'Keefe was, was, was doing really well on the uh, ride game. There, there, there was that one. He literally just stole it out of the defender stick. Yeah. Like, sto- like stole it out. Of, I don't know if the defender thought like he could just muscle him and just body him. Mm-hmm. But O'Keefe just kind of went in there and just and grabbed the ball and was like, yeah, I'm going. One-on-one, straight to the goal. Pure athleticism, that's for sure. Um, Colby Neese had 16 saves, stopping 57% of the shots he faced. And he, didn't, the- he didn't do too poor. No. He didn't no, do too poor. Didn't. I mean, they lost the game, but he he didn't play too poorly. Yeah. It's it, it you know, it that's just a game. You, you you have your good games, you have your overright games. I think he I think he played well. And the biggest thing that we saw, two of our top face off guys, mm-hmm. T D Erlin and Gerard, are Seri. Erlin controlled most of the game. Um 
which is exactly what you want your face old man to do. He controlled exactly. the time of possession. He helped his team with win possessions. He had 15 ground balls. Yeah. Which is huge. Um, he went 60 for 26, 62%. Arceri was 10 for 25, which was good for 40%. But Penn State made a late push in the second half. And he was he was 8 for 15 in the second half. So mm-hmm. he, you know, you can credit a lot of that. A lot of their, yeah. you know, comeback hopes to, you know, Arceri kind of picking it up and, and playing much better in the second half. Yeah. So, I, a great battle between those two this weekend. Absolutely. So, a little bit of, of what we're possibly hoping to see. Exactly. Come this summer with awesome both of those stuff. guys. Awesome stuff. And uh, going on to Sunday, Jamie Tromboli scored a career-high five goals, and Peter Darth had five ground balls in Syracuse's 9-7 win over Army. Drake Porter had 18 saves. Big, big game for those three guys. Yeah. Um, and, again, I mean, all I mean, pretty much everyone we had on our, our lists – and if they played this week, played well. Yeah. On our, our early college rankings. So, very yeah. exciting to see how this shapes up for the rest of the season. Yeah, and for sure. For sure. And my uh, my buddy, Mikey, who tore his ACL, we talked about him in the last podcast, mm-hmm. in, the, in Syracuse pregame, he was giving all the boys uh, handshakes, which is pretty funny. <laughs> pretty cool to watch. <laughs> we got to get him on, baby. Yeah, What's man, up? he's a great guy. All right, so that's what we got for college news. Again, pretty much every episode, if we got a college game that that happened over the weekend or yeah. on a weekday before, like we're we're planning on covering it. Yeah, I mean, especially if 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 it involves some of these you know high profile seniors that we've been talking about. And like we say, we're mainly PLL news, which we are. But for now, this college, yeah, for now, this college across season has been so good so far, and it's been it's such an early start to the season too. I think that um, a lot of these seniors are going to have great years, and I we're definitely going to be talking about a lot of college across in these podcasts. Absolutely, which I love. Absolutely, yep. So let's move on to our last thing of the day: our some PLO stats. So I personally love this. The league rolled this out last week, and I just think it adds a different dimension to the game. We're seeing a lot of, I guess, insight from for for these other sports. The for NFL sure. is doing it, the MLB is doing it. Just advanced stats. It helps pushes the game forward. It uh allows teams and players to adapt to how the game is changing. I I love this. I think I think upgraded it adds a whole. statistics, added statistics, breaking everything down. They have like assists per assists opportunities and clean save percentages. Just some of the stuff they've they've uh shown us over the last week. I'm expecting some more s- awesome things to come yeah for sure and i think it, it honestly adds a whole new depth to the game makes it much more of a like i i don't like to say any sort of game is just a statistic but then again these these stats add something that's like something you wouldn't even think of yeah making it like i would never think assist opportunity yeah and it's something they just they just go down as turnovers yeah but now we can say oh like you know, this ex player should have had this could have had this many assists, yeah. but he only had this many. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to like see the different stats. Like it's all so much different stuff, and I I, I too also love this, and it's gonna be it's gonna I'm, be a definite fun part of this season. Absolutely, up. I'm really hoping that they're just as active. Or I'm, I mean, they just started, but I'm hoping they're really active during the season. Yeah, I so that we can just. Pull stats out now. Like, yeah. yeah, like this is sick. Yeah, and I'd, I'd make it on the cup check fact of the week. That'd be absolutely pull out some of those facts. Shooting percentage in 2019 was 28%. One of the facts that kind of struck struck me. For 846 sure. goals in the PLL last season on 300 uh, 3,055 shots. 
It just goes to show the game of lacrosse. I mean, it's just such a, like, you can say do a team we, is... Do we credit the goalies or poor shooting? But there's no that's poor the shooting thing. in the league. That's, that's, there is yeah. absolutely no poor shooting in the league. I think you can credit every single person on that field for it, honestly. Could be could be the goalie killing it. Could be the defender coming up, playing hard. This is could be the guy who's shooting the ball, not shooting on target. But I mean, that's 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 just one of those stats that we were talking about earlier. That's just so interesting. You wouldn't even mm-hmm. you wouldn't even think about it, honestly. Again, I'm I'm really hoping the league during the season is is pushing this out. Yeah, just you know, give us all this information to talk about because this is. It's, it's, it's growing the game. It's growing the sport. It's growing the league, and I think it just adds insight. Like we said, the NFL—they have all the NFL is going really in depth lately. Yeah. With their insights, I th- I don't see any reason why the why the PLL should not either. Exactly. Why can't they? You know, it's 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 awesome stuff. And yeah, be sure to check that out if you're absolutely. Make sure you check out PLL stats on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, for oh, for awesome more stuff. for more on that. Yeah. Um. Pretty much in today's episode, we got to go through a bunch of great stuff. Ryan and I broke down the rules for you guys, looked into the college draft even more, and continue to discuss the action that occurs in this weekend's lacrosse cross games. And um, again, if you're new to the show, please remember to subscribe. Our podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Audio Boom. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TopShelfLax underscore. We really hope to evolve this show in the future. We know we're in the off season right now. It's not not too much is going on, but it. I think it's just fun to talk about lacrosse and get content out to you guys. And there's a lot of great stuff yeah. coming. We have a lot of awesome there's a stuff, lot of great stuff for you guys playing. And we want to, we really want to take this show to the next level and hopefully be one of the top lacrosse podcasts in the nation. Because we're two college kids who just want to have fun, honestly. <laughs> and um, we can't thank you guys enough for listening. And we'll see you next time. This has been the Behind the Back Podcast.